0: Watch podcast. I'm Aaron Berger, a Nebraska Extension beef educator. For today's Beef Watch podcast, we're going to be discussing an article from the September issue of the Beef Watch newsletter titled Feeding Elevated Levels of Corn Silage to Reduce Liver Abscesses. To discuss this topic, I'm joined today by the author, Aaron Labry, who's a Nebraska Extension beef educator. Thanks for joining me today, Aaron.
1: Of course. Thanks for having me.
0: Aaron, this article highlighted some research that's been done at the University of Nebraska, looking at different levels of corn silage and cattle finishing diets, and really trying to see what might be the implications for that in terms of thinking about harvest, in particular, the impact of higher levels of corn silage on liver abscesses. Share with us a little more about the background of the research that was conducted. Why did it occur? And as a result of that research, what are some things producers might think about, and how might they use that information in their own operations?
1: Certainly. So I'd definitely say the why behind this research um, really focuses on, as you said, Erin, uh, reducing liver abscesses. And then the other component, it would be around reducing the use of antibiotics. And so we know liver abscesses can really be one of the main reasons we see liver condemnation in finishing cattle. Um, how that occurs is essentially we when we feed higher concentrate diets, if, if that diet has little to no roughage, it's going to affect the rumen pH and make it more acidic. And so that can lead to damaging the rumen wall, which could then expose bacteria to the bloodstream and lead to the development of liver abscesses. And so that's where it really becomes important that we not only include an adequate amount of forage, but also the type of roughage. We, we want to include a coarse roughage that really we like to say provides that scratch factor. And so it's really helping stimulate rumination and helps with digestion, but it also increases saliva production, which is really important because that saliva kind of serves as a buffer in balancing that pH in the rumen. Uh, Actually, a survey of feedlots in the U.S. has reported the average inclusion of roughage to be in corn-based diets about four and a half to 13 and percent of dry matter or of the diet on a dry matter basis. And so when we get down to the lower end of that, that spectrum, it, it really becomes important to have that effective fiber or that coarse roughage in the diet. And so essentially what we see when with these cattle that have severe cases of liver is it's going to impact their performance in the feed lab, but it, and it's going to decrease their carcass value. But then it will also have that concern for animal well being. And so in most, uh, a lot of feedlots today, the most common method is to feed an uh, antimicrobial tylosin to help reduce the incidence of liver abscesses. Um, but this does require a veterinary uh, feed directive or VFD. And so uh, that's really the basis behind a lot of this research that's been done at the University of Nebraska. Um, but now if you're a part of a, maybe a natural program those would be situations where we don't see the use of antimicrobials and there may just be an increased incidences of liver abscesses. But even when these antimicrobials are fed, typically we see liver abscesses can occur in about 12 to 18% of feedlot cattle.
0: Aaron, as we look at the research that was done with these different levels of corn silage, walk through us a little bit what was done with the research and then what was the results?
1: Certainly, so um, in in the UNL research that was done, they essentially were feeding higher concentrations of corn silage to see um, if they fed at a higher level without the use of tylosin, if that would decrease the prevalence of liver abscesses. And so cattle were fed either 15 or 45% corn silage, and then with or without tylosin. And on the performance side of things, uh, essentially what they saw was that replacing up to 45% uh, corn in the diet with corn silage. They saw the lower average daily gains, there were poor feed conversions. And then those cattle did require 28 more days on feed to reach a common back fat endpoint, but they had greater final body weights compared to the cattle fed 15% corn silage. And so I really no surprises there in terms of uh, performance on the liver abscess side of things liver abscesses were most prevalent at 34.5% in those cattle that were fed 15% corn silage without tylosin but then that decreased to 19% when tylosin was included in the diet but for those cattle that were fed the higher concentration of or the higher level of corn silage at 45% of the diet Um, there was a reduction in the prevalence of liver abscesses to 12.4%. And that was regardless of whether Tylosin was fed or not. And so uh, it was certainly effective in reducing the, the prevalence of liver abscesses.
0: Aaron, when you hear the results of that and you think, well, 28 more days on feed, that's probably kind of an expense that I'm not sure we're willing to look at. But one thing that's important, I think, to mention here is There's been a lot of research done recently also looking at corn silage in terms of being an economical feed source and also being able to use, of course, the manure from that back onto crop fields. And so even though we're looking at a longer feeding period, there may be some situations where actually feeding higher levels of corn silage because of its lower cost could actually make the cattle be more profitable.
1: That's correct, Darren. And you're right. I mean, It ultimately comes down to, is this an economical option? Um, and I know um, Dr. Galen Erickson and, and Jim McDonald, they were the ones involved with this research and they did do um, some economic analysis. And in that case, they uh, had returns that were greater for those cattle fed the higher level, the 45% corn silage without tylosin, And that was due to the greater final body weights, um, but also a lower ration costs. And so because they were able to sell more pounds And because of the decreased feed costs, that helped offset the increased days on feed, as well as the poor feed conversions for those cattle.
0: Erin, anything else on this topic you think would be of value to producers to know and understand?
1: Um, Just like you said, as we're approaching silage harvest and even the higher corn prices, it's important to note that it does become more cost effective to feed corn silage at higher concentrations as corn price increases those cattle that were fed 45% corn silage, they returned almost $12 per head more than those cattle fed 15% corn silage when corn was priced at $3 a bushel. But when corn was priced at $5, those cattle returned over $40 per head more. So that's definitely another consideration to keep in mind.
0: Well, Aaron, I think this is really interesting research, especially in light of the times we're in where I think there's continued concerned by those outside the industry with the use of antimicrobials. And so I think this is the kind of research we really need to know and understand as we look at different options going forward. Thanks again for joining me today.
1: Of course. Thanks for having me.
0: For more information on the topic that was discussed in today's Beef Watch podcast, I would encourage you to visit the beef.unl.edu website. At the website, you can find this article. You can also go to the Nebraska Beef Reports and find the research that was done on which this article was based.